Good morning and welcome to Go in Peace, a daily podcast from the Houghton College Chapel Office. My name is Michael Jordan and I'm Dean of the Chapel here at Houghton. And this morning is Thursday, September 3rd, and we're really glad to continue to um, think together about the theme of creation this week. We've been reading the creation story. Yesterday we took a little detour into 2 Corinthians. Today we'll come back to Genesis 2 and read a little more of Genesis 2, starting in verse 4. And, um, and then tomorrow we'll close out the week with a psalm. All right, Genesis 2, starting with verse 4. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground, but a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden. From there it divides and becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It's the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there's gold. And the gold of that land is good. Bdellium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It's the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. You know, we talked a bit yesterday about God creating us as partners, and this text certainly leans into that idea. One of the most fascinating um, angles on this text for me is the way that uh, the writer characterizes why um, there are no um, plants or crops growing yet. No plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God, because the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, that makes sense, right? We read that and we think, yes, of course, there are no plants yet because God hadn't made it rain yet. But the author goes on. So it's because God hadn't caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I... I always get struck by that. We think about the God who created the universe out of whatever kind of primordial stuff there was and then speaks and light happens and galaxies and stars, like everything happens. And then he carves out a dome in the middle of, of all of these primordial waters and makes this place that's safe for people. And, and then it's as if the writer says, but there's no plants because, well, there's no rain, but also there's nobody to help the plants grow. It's like, you're telling me the God who made everything out of nothing couldn't make some plants grow? And yet, it, it speaks to God's kind of self-limitation here, right? Like God, somehow, the, the flourishing of the earth doesn't only depend on God to make it to flourish, but also on human participation in helping it to flourish, right? And this even predates the fall, right? So this is, this is something where, where humanity has not sinned yet. People haven't made mistakes yet, and yet God still has purpose for them in the creation. The man's got to till the ground, and if the man doesn't till the ground, 
There's not the inference is there's not going to be any vegetation. Um, so it's such a powerful idea that humanity uh, has a job to do without which creation is not all it could be. And again, this just shows us so much of the God that we see in Jesus. Again, we, we sometimes draw this hard and fast distinction between Old Testament and New Testament God. Jesus continually reminds his disciples that, hey, when you have the Holy Spirit, you will have the same power in, in you that I have in me. And the things I'm doing, you will be able to do. You'll do greater things. Which, again, astounds us. It doesn't even make sense to us on a day-to-day -day basis. What, is this, what could this possibly mean? And yet, the fact that it doesn't make sense to us is a sign that perhaps we still have some learning and growing to do uh, into the kinds of people that God has made us to be. I mean, it should inspire us, right, to think, God, there, there's something about this world that is not all it could be until I've used the gifts God's given me to help this world, right? I can think of my own little bit of ground to till. I've got my stuff that I have to do, that God's gifted me to do, that creation will not be all it can be until I do with God's help. That's an astounding kind of thing. It's inspiring. It's the kind of thing that gets you up in the morning and makes you think, let's go teach classes even if they have to be on Zoom. Let's go record podcasts. Let's go um, write. Let's go connect with students. You know, it's the kind of thing that gets you up because it thinks, you think, if I don't do this, uh, it, it won't be the same as if I have. Of course, on the other hand, it also chastens us, right? It challenges us to think, why am I not doing these things? <laughs> to the degree that I'm, I'm uh, treating it as a matter of indifference whether I do them or not. Where did I get that idea, you know? Uh, so it's, it's very chastening, too, to think what today is more about me, um, uh, again, me kind of taking care of me or, uh, you know, what, what today is, is less about kind of God's creative purposes in the world and more about something different. So it's a very challenging, it, it really cuts both ways. But I just want to reach out again and, and encourage and challenge you today to think about, you know, what's that little bit of ground that God has given you to take care of? You know, if you're a student, um, you're preparing in some ways now for that big thing, whatever it is in your life that God prepared you to do. And so see connection with your little work today with that big work God has called you to do. If you're a faculty staff listening at a distance, thinking about your job, think about, okay, in what way today can I treat this task in front of me? as my little patch of earth that God's called me to till. That's not going to be as fertile as it could be without me giving my best to this task. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you for a place like Houghton, which reminds us of this as we approach our work. And we pray, God, that um, the work we do um, here on the main campus and in Buffalo, Utica, all around the world online, um, that it will be suffused with a sense of taking care of the little patch of earth you've called us to take care of and, and to help whatever way that you've called us to be fruitful in the world, um, to, to help the soil bear that kind of fruit. We pray over all the things in our lives, God, that work against this. We pray that you would speak your love, your peace, your security into our lives uh, so that we can know that we have a safe place to go and to work from. We pray this, God, in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Well, again, as always, the benediction, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.